0: This is the Dietitian Spotlight, a chance to hear origin stories from practicing dietitians. They share their own experiences and the passion that drives them to serve their patients. So today on the podcast, we have got Sharon Tung, uh, who's a dietitian. She's currently working for a hospital. She's had, she's had a very interesting career and we're going to ask her a little bit about it now. Welcome to the podcast, Sharon.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me.
0: So, first of all, I just wondered if you could fill everybody in a bit about your journey to this point. Kind of what are some of the things that you've done in your professional career. How did you end up being a dietitian?
1: I started um, just going into the field of uh, nutrition um, because I was always interested in a medical field. Um, my mom was a nurse, um, and it was just something that I was always exposed to, but. I personally was very terrified of blood, so I knew I didn't want to be a nurse or a doctor. Um, And then, fast forward to uh, college, um, I took an introduction to nutrition course. um, And that's when I fell in love with the field of nutrition. I got a chance to work um, at a liver transplant clinic. Um, You know, there I got a chance to educate a lot of people with end stage liver disease. And you know it was really neat. I think just getting the chance to work with them and to see them go from someone who was really sick with liver disease to, um, to um, someone who is post transplant, doing really well. You know, recovering, able to have um, a quality of life again. I stumbled upon this job at an eating disorder clinic. Eating disorders was always a field that I kind of had an interest in, realized it's not the field for me. (laughs) So now I'm back in the hospital um, setting, working, you know, just in the area that I know that I really enjoy.
0: Got you. Um, I also saw that you're a mentor at the University of California. What's that like?
1: Um, a couple years after graduating from UC Berkeley one of my professors she reached out to me um, and she asked me if I wanted to just be a mentor for some of the undergraduate students there and I thought sure why not you know I can get a chance to share my experience with them and hopefully they won't make the same mistakes as I did and so yeah I've, um, I've done that with um couple of students um hasn't been recently but I, it was a very exciting experience i think just a, a chance to mentor these students
0: it's nice to give back isn't it once you got to the point in your career where you've kind of got it nailed and you're making great strides forward and you know pay it forward for the next generation
1: um <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't really say I uh, uh, have gotten it nailed down, but I, I'm definitely a couple steps ahead, so I can give whatever advice I can. I have.
0: Well, no, none of us really ever have it perfectly nailed down, do we? <laughs> That's true. So, what would you say the ma- main challenges you face every week are?
1: One challenge I often have, you know, while working in a hospital, is definitely. Um, doing what's best, like making the best recommendations for the patients. Um, um, I think another thing is um, when patients pass away. Um, when I first experienced that, I took it really hard because um, you know our goal is to make them better, and you know when we're not able to, it just makes me sad that I feel like we're not accomplishing what you know we had promised or we wanted to do for them. The reality is that. No matter what, people's lives are out of our control. Um, We can do what we can do best, but that's the best that we can do. And we just have to surrender that and just, you know, do whatever we can and just keep moving on. And so that's kind of something that I'm starting to learn, um, you know, despite all the challenges and all of that.
0: You're faced regularly, as every health professional is, with the reality of death and dying have there been challenges to your personal viewpoint or your personal beliefs about what makes a great life or how we, how we deal best with life or how we best accomplish our goals or what's important to you? Have any of those things changed for you as a course of being, you know, in a hospital?
1: Yeah, it definitely has. Um, it has caused me to think a lot more about what happens after death and, um, you know, what kind of life I wanted to live. Um, For me, I'm a Christian and um, it it just really solidifies what is our purpose. And I remember recently, like one of my pastors, he was talking about um, whether we're living our life um, to build up our resume qualities or our eulogy qualities. You know, if I keep building to the resume qualities... um, It's just making my resume look better. But then at the end of my life, I'm not going to be able to carry all my accomplishments with me past death. Versus if I'm building to the eulogy characteristics, it's, you know, to try to love the people, you know, in my life. To try to, you know, honor God with my life. And at the end of my life, that is something that people will see and they will value and treasure. That's definitely something that's grown a lot more um, as I face death at at work too.
0: That's really, really interesting. I mean, I'm I'm an atheist, but um, I I would say I'm a humanist, actually. But um, Russell Brand has this great line in his book where he says um, he's met all these famous people and he said some of them are just so lost. Like, are you here for the ephemeral things like money and power and fame? Or are you here for things that are everlasting, things like love and compassion and forgiveness? Um, How would you say you get joy from your job?
1: Definitely watching the patients get better. That is very immediately um, joyful. Um, And another thing is learning to work for the different disciplines, I get a chance to work with nurses, doctors, um, you know, other dietitians, um, speech therapists, respiratory therapists, and it's just really exciting to see collectively. Like we are the ones who are helping these patients um, get better. We kind of feed off of each other. We help each other along, and. There is something of like an accomplishment, you know, of that community, and so I think that's definitely something that I didn't expect, but it was definitely something that gave me a lot of joy too.
0: That's great. What would you say the biggest thing you've learned then about working with all these different disciplines? Have you learned something? It could be something very specific about how a speech therapist works, or maybe it's something a bit more general about, you know, value of teamwork or something.
1: Um. I think the biggest lesson that I learned from working with all these disciplines is how important um, it is to have a good team and to um, have you know good communication with each other. Um, you know, when I was in school, I always thought um, I need to make sure I know my stuff and I do what's right and you know, just keep learning and I'll be okay. Um, but then working in um, different hospitals, different sectors, I realized. Um, the whole team needs to work well together in order for the patients to get better, in order for their needs to be met. And um, that was something very precious that I learned. And it's something that I value a lot, especially um, when I'm interviewing for different jobs. That's always one of my biggest questions. How is the culture here? How is the communication? Um, And, you know, if the team works well together, you know, then it's, a lot easier to learn a lot of little nitty-gritty fun facts uh, about different fields um, but if it doesn't no one really grows everyone's competing for power and it's just not good
0: <laughs> what would you say the biggest misunderstanding about diet and maybe health more generally what would you say the biggest misunderstanding about food is
1: mm. I have a lot. (laughs) Um, But I think the biggest misunderstanding is that um, a lot of people think in order to lose weight, you need to go on a diet. That is totally false. (laughs) Um, The way to lose weight is to um, eat the same, but actually eat less, you know, and to exercise and all of that. But um, yeah, I mean, the reason why going on diets just doesn't work it's because once you get off of the diet your body thinks great i'm back to normal and so you're actually gaining the weight back plus more and so that's often something that i spend a lot of time trying to convince my friends out of doing once i hear get wind that someone wants to go on a diet um i'm on this mission to debunk that myth (laughs) for them
0: yeah if you could offer one piece of advice to someone else contemplating being a dietitian, what would that piece of advice be?
1: I would say give it a try. (laughs) Um, I haven't met a dietitian who doesn't like what they do. Um, So I think that's definitely something that um, is worth exploring. But at the same time, um, there's so much to learn as a dietitian. Like, you can never run out of things to learn. With every field that I've been in, whether it's a hospital or working in an outpatient clinic setting or even working um, in treatment, um, I feel like every day I'm learning something new. Every day I'm trying to find some older mentor who I can follow, who I can ask questions to, who I can seek advice from.
0: Excellent. Is there anything more you want to share about your experiences as a dietitian?
1: I would definitely say for the first couple of years, work in a hospital or work in a big company where um, there are older dietitians who you can learn from. Um, That's something that I learned the hard way um, working Um, At the uh, liver transplant clinic and then also at the eating disorder clinic, I realized there's so much more that I could do if I had a mentor who I could talk to um, and receive feedback from because in both of those places, I was the only dietitian. So I would say for the first um, few years as a new dietitian, definitely look for someone older who can mentor you and just keep learning you can you can never stop learning and i think that's also a beauty of the nutrition field
0: cool well thank you very much for being on the podcast sharon do you want to tell people a little bit about where they can find you do you have a public presence of any sort
1: i'm not i don't really have much of a public presence um but i guess the best way would be to look for me on linkedin
0: Well, <laughs> that's how i found you certainly so I'll post a link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes, if that's okay with you.
1: Yeah, that's totally fine.
0: Cool. Okay. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, and uh, it was great to meet you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: That was the Dietitian Spotlight. Origin stories from practicing dietitians. The Dietitian Spotlight is sponsored by Destroy All Admin, We specialise in helping dietitians with private practices save thousands of dollars. Eliminate admin tasks like patient notes and booking appointments. Spend more time on the things you love. Visit destroyalladmin.com to book a free consultation. We'll see you next time on the
1: Dietitian Spotlight. Thanks for listening.